Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you are into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, kundalini technology, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work at ramatribe.com or follow Rama Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and support the work at patreon.com backslash Rama Tribe. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your Welcome medicine. to episode six, coming to center, post-eclipse reflections and the Cancer New Moon. In this episode, we will dive into the astrology that we're all in the midst of as we close up this powerful spring-summer eclipse portal and we welcome the second Cancer New Moon of 2020. And in this journey, we will also touch on Mary Magdalene's feast day, honor her and honor this sacred marriage that is possible for all of us in this lifetime through the journey of the Ka body as we meditate and travel together to Sakara to step to the stars. Ancestors, 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 we call to you, we call to you, we call to you. We're so grateful for your lives, and we know we cannot do this alone, we cannot do this without you. So we welcome you, we welcome your backing and your genius solutions to pour forth like sweet ambrosial nectar from the other world. Thank you, ancestors. Thank you for your gifts, your trials. Thank you for providing the shoulders upon that which we stand upon. Thank you for your support, seen and unseen in these times. And we welcome in the 
the powers and spirits of the east, the element of air, the powers and spirits of the south, the element of fire, the powers and spirits of the west, the element of water, the powers and spirits of the north, the element of earth. We welcome all of the directions and all of the keepers of the directions. We ground into Mother Earth and from this anchored space where we are connected and fully immersed in our sense of belonging, we gaze up into the cosmos and we welcome in all the planetary beings, the luminaries, all the goddess and god asteroids, our starseed nations, and our guides and our guardians of the holiest and highest calibers to walk with us in the sacred journey of life. Here we find ourselves halfway through the year of 2020, a pause in the outer world pulls us magnetically into center to come back to the essence of self. This is a time where we have the astrological ability to do some deep inner work. One of the greatest actions we can take in the world at this time is to do the inner work, the deep, deep inner work. And each one of us is currently in this now moment being asked to consolidate, to ground, to anchor, to come back to home, to come back to source. Overall, I see the astrology for July to be a place of pause, of rest. Yes, there are still some intense astrological things happening in the month of July. However, given the work of Mars that is ahead of us, as I outlined in my previous episode of this podcast, we have a lot to prepare for in 2020 and it is opportune to use this time here and now as we're in the middle of July, as we're in the middle of 2020 to really come back to center. In many ways, we could say that the real initiation has only just begun. And as Mars went into Aries, Mars is taking each one of us on a true initiatory journey, particularly a journey of going into the heart 
of the divine masculine that sits within each one of us. So as the real initiation begins now, back into 2019 and trace it even further through 2018, where in many ways we have been snaking the drain. The drain has gotten clogged. We've been physically snaking it in our own lives, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. We have been doing it personally. We have been doing it in our relationships. We have been doing it in our communities. We have been doing it in our nations and in our global culture. And ultimately, we're doing this in our ancestral lineages. It's major, powerful work. Because this work is so important, it has to be done in layers. Fortunately, the cosmos is so elegant by its design. The cosmos, the word cosmos, it comes from the Greek word cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S, cosmos, which is an elegant, beautiful order. Cosmology is the study of the cosmos. As we look to ancient cultures, indigenous cultures around the earth, there was a magnetic pull to study the cosmos, to study the stars, to study the sky. And it's interesting because when we think about sky, sometimes we forget that we live within sky. Sky is not just above us. Sky is all around us. Horizon. Horizon is where the earth and the sky meet. The sky surrounds us. We live within the sky. We live within the cosmos. And the cosmos guides us whether we're consciously aware of it or not. And for me, that is why I love this language of astrology. It gives us a opportunity, a way, a beacon to describe what it is we're experiencing in these times. And many have said, and many will continue to say, that astrology is the language of the Aquarian Age. Just as we will continue to unveil new languages as we go deeper into this Aquarian Age, perhaps you've heard of this concept of light language, where there is speech through sound. And we could even say that many indigenous languages are forms of light language. And yes, we could even say this now common language of English is a form of light language. There's nothing greater than the power of sound. For us humans, as we speak, we create through our sound, through our resonance. We're here together on this sacred journey of life, the sacred path of creation. And we're at a time where so much is dissolving, layer upon layer upon layer. And so we are snaking the drain, each one of us, on so many different levels. We're diving deep into the depths to find that path 
to wholeness. Where we find ourselves now, astrologically, if you've listened to earlier episodes of this podcast, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't listened to any of the previous podcast episodes, I recommend you go back because there's a thread that is being woven here. I'm purposely, consciously taking you on a journey, and some of it is not fully conscious because I'm in this co-creation with the other world as these themes of the podcast come to me, as the episode topics come to me. It is layer by layer. It is a co-creation between myself and the other world, and then it is a co-creation with you. And so I'm so grateful. Thank you for being a listener. And if you have a moment right now, put this on pause and send a message through text, through email, through your favorite platform of social media, just inviting two, three, four friends to join you in this journey, this cosmic journey through stars, stones, and stories. I would greatly appreciate it as this is a new podcast and I want to keep this thriving. So your support is appreciated. One thing I've been talking about in this astrology of 2020 that happened early in the year And for me, it felt pretty profound because it was when I went to Egypt last in February of 2020. Now, to be clear, Chiron actually entered in Aries in 2019. However, Black Moon Lilith entered Aries at the beginning of February. And so they were meeting up in this sign of identity, of instinct, of inspiration, very fiery, very spiritual. In many ways, we could hearken Chiron to the, in its shadow, to the wounded masculine. Black Moon Lilith in her shadow to the wounded feminine. And when both of these beings rise up to the occasion when they clear their traumas, their wounding, the places, the spaces where they've been abused, where they've been the abuser, where they've been oppressed, where they've been the oppressor. When they do this work, they both, in different ways, but equally potent and powerful, they both come to this place of being immense healers. This year of 2020, I think it's one of the more subtle parts of the astrology. And I say that because I'm not as tuned in to what other astrologers are saying at this time as I have been in in other times mostly because of my own graduate work and having moved and just having had a lot of personal things to tend to, I just haven't really been plugged in to other people's offerings in a way that I I usually like to stay on a pulse because I believe in community and I think it's important to hear what other people are sharing and their ideas. However, for a multitude of reasons, I haven't been so tapped in. I'm not noticing many other astrologers talking about Black Moon Lilith and Chiron and their journey in Aries this year. I think it's very important 
the very first episode I put out, The Mystical Marriage Within, was so much about the journey between Venus and Mars. It was mostly about Venus. And then my last episode was about Mars and the Divine Masculine. Chiron and Black Moon Lilith are also about this divine feminine and this divine masculine current. And they're very much about the places and the spaces where we have been wounded and where that wounding needs to be healed. So here we are in the middle of 2020, and we have purged on such a major level. We have shed, we have dissolved so many layers. What quarantine has afforded us is that for most of the population, there has been a very deep inward time. Yeah, there's been a lot of people out and about on social media and there are people, you know, still out and about in their daily lives. But a good majority of the human population has really gone deep within. And there has also been a gift in not getting together so much. And this has been something I've been really thinking about. And I've been thinking about it from another lens, from just having not gone out a lot myself and having, you know, I'm missing teaching, I'm missing offering group events. I mean, I'm missing that on such a big level. I've been offering virtual classes and some workshops. However, for me, I really enjoy being in person. And because I work with healing sound in a lot of my offerings, it just doesn't work through a computer in the same way. One of these gifts that has been bestowed upon so many of us has been this opportunity to not mix energy fields with others. And so we've had this time to really cleanse and heal our energy bodies, to heal our auric fields, and to get really solid about our own inner frequencies. And that is powerful. And as we've been recalibrating in that way, so many places around the earth have been as well. And that's something I've been sitting with deeply because I had to cancel one of my pilgrimages. So many of us, plans got canceled. I had a plan to bring a group of women of all generational ages to Glastonbury and south of France this August. I had to shift that vision and I've been thinking about these sacred sites. I've been thinking a lot about the pyramids and the temples in Egypt that I love so deeply. These spaces have been primarily shut down. And for some of these spaces, that's the first time that we really know in our living history that this has happened. As much as it's been a challenge, it's also pretty phenomenal to think about that so many of these spaces and these sacred sites, both out on the land and within our own temple bodies, have had an opportunity for deep cleansing. 
So here we are, the middle of the year, the middle of the month, and we're coming towards a new moon, Cancer new moon on Monday, July 20th. And as we're approaching this new moon, we're in a phase right now where the moon is waning. It's shutting, it's becoming more and more dark. And this is an opportunity for deep, deep healing, for really going within. So I invite you to come on this journey. I'm going to speak to this astrology that's coming up for us and how you can consciously work with it. Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. He was so powerful, an astronomer, a storyteller, an artist, a healer, a channel. The one thing he couldn't do is heal himself. Where he shows up in our charts and our lives is a place where we've had our greatest trauma, our greatest core wound that quite often occurs in our womb development phase or early on in childhood. This wound, if we work with it throughout our lifetime in a conscious way, can be a source of a major gift because as we learn to move through the wound. Now, mind you, it's never fully healed. That is the journey of Chiron. However, I like to see it as a dose of homeopathic medicine, something that we continue to take, but take in such small doses that it becomes an ally for us. We learn to work with the energy consciously and wisely And as we do this, we have a gift, a place where we can be of service to others. With Chiron in Aries, there is a journey happening with the divine masculine that we've been on. And it's going deeper because when Black Moon Lilith, when the shadow of the divine feminine joined up in Aries, in February of 2020, she activated that even deeper, that wound in the divine masculine. She showed a mirror to it and the divine masculine showed her the mirror as well. As we know now, Mars is in Aries and Mars is instinct and will and the warrior and more of that conscious masculine energy. And so there's a major activation right now happening in each one of us within that divine masculine and also the divine feminine. Whatever spaces in our lineage, in our mother line or our father line that have not been cleared, that have not been faced, that have not been honored or acknowledged or healed, wherever that energetic ball and chain is that we are carrying around, it is time and it is coming up to the surface because we've gotten to clear some of these other important things, physically, psychically, emotionally, collectively, we can, we can go into some of these deeper layers. So we're on this journey with Chiron in Aries. It, it's a journey of a number of years. This is a long haul kind of journey. However, it's very particular right now with Black Moon Lilith also in Aries and Mars in Aries. So it's like 
very much alive, this inner work, as we heal the inner feminine, as we heal the inner masculine, we become a ripple effect and we will see more of the feminine healed in our collective consciousness and we will see more of the masculine healed in our collective consciousness. Do not be strayed. The greatest work you can do in these times is the deep inner work. It's so much easier to go into the outer world to apply energy and shift the outer world. And that too is also important. However, this inner work is is so necessary in these times. Black Moon Lilith is the shadow of the feminine. She is the dark goddess. She is associated with the owl or the jaguar. She is our greatest source of feminine power. She is infinite. She is a wellspring of magnetic potential. When you are in touch with your dark goddess energy, no matter if you consider yourself male or female, you are in touch with this wellspring of creation. When we think about the galaxy, when we think about the stars and source, all of creation comes from darkness. The dark goddess is mighty and she is fierce. However, we want to use this energy consciously. When Black Moon Lilith is unconscious in our charts and our lives, she is the place where we are the victim or we are the tyrant, where we allow ourselves to be bulldozed or we are the bully. Since she's in this journey in Aries, she's stirring up a lot of feelings around unworthiness, around where we have judged ourselves so deeply about how we're performing, where we think we have to go, 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 do, 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 create, create, create to prove this and that. Issues around success, around identity, around self-esteem, around that which we value around how we look. So much of this comes from Black Moon Lilith in Aries. Chiron in Aries, Black Moon Lilith in Aries, they're, they're awakening the shadows of our consciousness, asking us to bring the hidden parts up to the surface, to bring healing to the feminine and to the masculine from deep, deep within. So as we're coming to this completion of the spring-summer eclipse season that began with a series of retrogrades around May 13th when Venus went retrograde and ends with many planets in retrograde, it is this new moon that is approaching on July 20th, this second new moon in Cancer that creates a new chapter a new opening for us and the closure of the spring summer eclipse season of 2020. So this is a really beautiful time to pause and to ask yourself, what have I learned? What have I begun? What have I brought to closure? What has come up that I thought was complete and I realized there's much more work to do. 
it's a potent time. This waning phase of the moon as we approach Monday's new moon is a time to shed, to dissolve, to let go, to recalibrate, and to consciously come to center. We're in a time for a good chunk of this month where Mercury and Mars are squaring and there's attention around communication and action. And it can be challenging. Mercury is in Cancer and has gone direct and Cancer being the archetype of the great mother and very nurturing, but also very tied to the past, maybe holding on to the past a bit too much. Mars, the warrior in the sign of Aries, all about instinct and impulse and can do things at times rashly, particularly in Aries. And so there can be conflict that you're feeling internally or externally in your relationships. However, the tension can actually be uh, quite positive because it can move energy that has been stagnant. It can move it forward. It can draw things that have been hidden out into the light. And Chiron has just gone retrograde in Aries. This brings us to the second Cancer new moon of 2020. Last month's Cancer new moon was with an eclipse and it was at one degrees Cancer at the very beginning of the Cancer Zodiac. This new moon is at the 29th degree of this karmic completion. This is what seals the eclipse portal and brings a new beginning. It is exact July 20th, Monday at 1.32 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. The sun and moon meet up at 29 degrees Cancer, which the Sabian symbol for this is a Greek muse weighing newborn twins in golden scales. Greek muse weighing newborn twins in golden scales. I love that imagery. It makes me think so much about this journey between the divine feminine and the divine masculine. This journey that is what we're here for. This mystical marriage within this wholeness. The culture of modernity has taught us that, you know, we find that wholeness outside of ourselves. However, this wholeness comes from deep, deep within. Many ancient cultures teach us this, particularly the ancient Egyptian culture talks about this so much with this concept of the Ka body. The Ka body is the energy double of your form and dependent on which gendered body you're born into The ancient Egyptians believed that your ka was the opposite gender and your ka body would be about the same size, opposite gender, and is your divine counterpart. Your ka body, all of the things you have 
wished for in that person, that lover, that beloved is within your ka. As we come into greater and greater consciousness on this evolutionary journey we are here experiencing on earth at this time in 2020 in our cosmic dance, we are coming to this space and this place as we go through gate after gate, going deeper into the Aquarian age. We are activating our Ka bodies more and more consciously. More people are doing this work. We see it a lot in the twin flame community. And if you really go deep into the twin flame journey beyond the bubblegum pop, new age information that is out there, the depth of this is about uniting with your higher self, your holy self. The ancient Egyptians saw this energy double, the ka, as this divine counterpart. And when you have your ka, you have everything you need. As we ponder this Greek muse weighing newborn twins in golden scales, for me, I really, I think back to the duality, the duality, especially what we were learning with butterfly medicine and Gemini season. This is the duality that each being carries within. This Cancer New Moon is a time to come back to center, to reflect upon your life. And I would also invite you to take out some of your intentions if you write new moon intentions and and go back, go back to the intentions from the end of 2019. Go back to the last Cancer New Moon of 2019. Go back even, if you have them, to the new moon, uh, the Capricorn new moon of 2017. I believe that was in December. If not December of 2017, it was um, January of 2018. You want to go back that far if you have a way to see those intentions. And this is a potent time to sit with these series of intentions because this new moon directly opposes Saturn and Capricorn. And Saturn and Capricorn has been on a journey since December of 2017. And we're wrapping up the Saturn and Capricorn phase. Once we get into December of 2020, Saturn will be going into Aquarius. It's a major gateway because if you've been following this podcast and my work, you know, I've been talking about this great conjunction and this cultural renewal. The new moon that's coming up on Monday is an opportunity as we have shed and we have cleared so much to now get really refined. Like, what are you going to do to get ready for this great conjunction? Because now is the time to get real Saturnian with it, get refined, 
don't splatter yourself all over the place. Like do the Saturn work. Saturn is about limitations. Saturn teaches through constrictions. And this Cancer new moon at the 29th degree of karmic completion, a Greek muse weighing newborn twins in golden scales, directly opposes Saturn and Capricorn. 28 degrees, Capricorn. 29 degrees if we round it up. So they're directly opposing. Meanwhile, we have Pallas Athene, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, all retrograde still in their wide conjunction, all in the sign of Capricorn. They are here dismantling, dissolving the structures, the foundations, whatever is not in alignment, it needs to go. So if there's anything you've managed to hold on to that's not working, let it go. Let it go for you. Let it go for your lineage. Let it go for the seven generations that are to come. Use this to go through the Saturn and Capricorn journey. Go back to December of 2017 and take some time to journal and reflect where have you where have you been since December of 2017? Like, what have you accomplished? What have you grown into? Many people associate the Saturn archetype with like father time with Kronos. And I believe that is absolutely correct on one level. As we look at ancient astrology, Saturn would be one of the malefics you know, Saturn is constricting and cold and achy and works with the minerals and the joints and the bones. And another way I like to approach the Saturnian energy is I imagine I am seated before a council of grandmother elders. They have my best interest at heart and they are loving me for who I am. And they also want me to become my wisest self. And they're taking me on a journey. They're molding me. I'm in the process of reading Harry Potter to my daughter. We've recently made it to book six. I never thought we would get to book six at this age that she's at. However, Given the times that we live in, it's over the past couple of months, it's just felt actually quite appropriate to read book after book in quarantine. If you're familiar with the story, we could say on a certain level, Dumbledore has some Saturnian qualities because Dumbledore is very careful about what he shares with Harry. He gives him only the information he really needs at any given point, and that's very Saturnian. And Saturn requires a great deal of patience. Take some time to use this Cancer New Moon to reflect, yes, on your emotions, because it is about cancer. It is the great mother archetype. 
where do you need to nurture yourself more? Where can you nurture those whom you love more? And also take some time to reflect on what Saturn has bestowed upon you, what Saturn has been teaching you and sharing with you. And also take some time to honor your lineage, your mother line, your father line. Because ultimately what we're doing is great, great ancestral healing work. Mercury is squaring Chiron and Mars and Aries in this new moon. So there is tension around our wounding and how we take action and how we communicate about it. Both the sun and the moon are in a wide conjunction to Vesta in Cancer. Vesta is our devotion how we show up for the sacred cause, no matter what. To me, this speaks to the mother lineage, to the father lineage, to being really devoted to doing the work in 2020. This is a time to roll up our sleeves and really get in the trenches. As we go deeper into the Aquarian age, there are no secrets There is nothing hidden. We are all becoming more subtle. And we know. We know when people are in their authenticity and we know when they're hiding behind lies and mistruths. And that wisdom is going to become more and more apparent. This Saturn work, as we plug into it, it it serves us on so many levels. It opens so many channels and so many gifts. And Venus is ruling this chart, this Cancer New Moon chart. The new moon comes in on a moon day, on a a Monday, and Venus and the moon, they love each other. Venus has just gone direct in Gemini. She's just been on her major journey of healing and really asking the feminine to become more conscious about what she values and about that duality, about those twins, those beautiful twins on those golden scales. It's important that our values are aligned in 2020, that we're walking our talk, that how we spend our time and our money is in alignment with what we really believe in in this world. You've been on this path and you've been committed. There are always ways to become the student, to become humble, to learn again, to grow and expand our values even more. There's a lot of gifts coming in with this new moon. It will have most likely a very sober feel to it as all of 2020 is panning out to be. With this new moon, Venus squares Neptune retrograde. So there is also a an ask that our values, as we're looking at our values, that we go back to the dream, to that high holy dream, some of our greatest hopes for this lifetime. Check in with that. And are you on course? And are your values aligned with that dream? So again, this is a potent new moon to go back to your intentions from 
the last Cancer New Moon in June of 2020 to go back to the Cancer New Moon in 2019. Just see where that takes you and see if you can go all the way back to December of 2017. And look at the seeds you've planted and how have you been tending them and what's germinated and what's sprouted and you know what needs some weeding, what needs to perhaps be dug out and transplanted. Like take take some time with this lunar cycle as you offer your sacred energy, your sacred time you will be given so many gifts in return. After the Cancer New Moon, two days later, we have Mary Magdalene's Feast Day. This is an important time of year to acknowledge Mary Magdalene. There's so much about her that we don't understand. In fact, I think there's more that we don't understand than what we actually do understand. Her journey, if you're familiar with it, she came into deep, deep love with Yeshua. The two of them, in many ways, create this twin flame consciousness, this twin flame love. This journey that the divine masculine and the divine feminine are on in 2020 is very similar to what we know of the paths, the mythology, the stories of Yeshua and Mary Magdalene, and that each one of them had very unique gifts, very specific missions, and they came to their love with a completion, a fullness, each person representing themselves in their divine majesty. What is happening with Chiron in Aries and this journey through Mars is an opportunity to really strengthen the divine masculine within. The divine feminine is so thirsty for the divine masculine to show up protective and strong so that the divine feminine can be her wild creatrix, powerful healing self. As we're anchored within the divine feminine and the divine masculine within each one of us, as we learn that if we wish to experience something in the outer world, we must first create it in the inner world. This divine feminine, divine masculine frequency can be married from deep, deep within the psyche, deep, deep within the physical body, from the base of the spine, as one serpent travels up one side of the body, intersecting in each chakra with the other serpent that travels up the other side of the body, so that you have these serpent-like energies, this kundalini force that intersects at each chakra, going all the way up to the crown of the head, the ida and the pingala, where when they merge in the sacred center of the brain, they begin to drip this ambrosial nectar, this amrit, this nectar that connects us to our God consciousness to our divine consciousness. 
And this conscious evolution that we're on here and now on earth is so much about that ability to tap into that divine God consciousness. These times, ultimately, as we could look to the mythology of Mary Magdalene and Yeshua, we can find this ability to unite deep within, to connect with the Ka body. Each and every person has a Ka that is the energy double of their own frequency. For the ancient Egyptians, the Ka was the vital force, the energy double, a force without distinct personality, the equal and opposite gender of your physical vessel. When you have your Ka, when you're tuned into your Ka, you are taken care of. You have everything you need. You are so solid in your center that you are radiating from deep, deep within that you are able to attract what you need in life through this high, holy caliber. And as we go deeper and deeper into the Aquarian age, we'll find more and more relationships will be these divine sacred unions and that there will also be more people who are more autonomous and whole from within and finding that maybe they don't need partnership in the ways that we've been bought and sold that culture tells us that we do. So from here, we're going to go on a journey to connect with the Ka. Please take a moment to turn off your phone, any other electronic devices, to close your door and come and lie down or sit quietly in a space that feels comfortable, taking perhaps a sip of water, whatever you need to settle into the space to be present, to find center, to find relaxation. Take some long, deep breaths as you settle in a little bit more, perhaps moving throughout the body, shifting here and there, finding that perfect equilibrium, that still point as you come fully rested into this now moment, dropping away all thoughts letting the mind find ease, beginning to imagine that this cascade of the most pure holy water is rushing over your body so elegantly, so gently. As the water moves through your body, literally through the cells of your being, you are cleansed and washed pure in this time and this space. All fears, all concerns, all disease is washed away with the water that literally goes through every part of who you are deep into your essence, restoring you here and now. And just Continue to allow that water to rush through you, around you, grounding you, anchoring you, purifying you, so that you become more and more relaxed here and now, feeling more and more 
in your true essence. And you begin to notice that you're floating on your back in this vast ocean and you just allow yourself to bob in the water feeling completely at ease the sun feels so good the the rays of the sun are just the perfect amount of heat to make you feel even more and more relaxed and yet there's not a part of you that has any fear around your skin being harmed or burned you just feel so at ease in this water just bobbing with the waves moving here and there and you begin to move so free that you don't even notice but somehow it's like you've fallen asleep and you wake up and you're lying in the sand and the sun is setting the most beautiful rich sunset so many shades of pink and purple and blue and orange and yellow like the entire rainbow has appeared in the colors of the sunset and as you stand up and dust yourself off you find yourself wearing the most elegant outfit you're not even sure where it's come from but you just feel so at peace and so whole and you look to the west to the setting sun and then you look to the other side of you and you see this large large step pyramid and you just feel this really fierce sensation to begin to climb it so you do you begin to walk step by step going up this pyramid and with each step that you take you reflect on your life you reflect on some of the most significant moments of your life that somehow bring you all the way back to childhood you reflect on your lineage and the ancestors in your lineage that it you can feel them all around you as you're walking up step by step and as you walk you turn every once in a while to look at the sun setting further and further until it's completely disappeared and the sky becomes darker and darker and as the sky becomes darker and darker more and more stars appear so many stars it's like a carpet of stars above your head and you're just in complete utter amazement as you walk step by step going up step by step and as you move so many visions begin to come through you 
You're not sure if they are yours or your ancestors or who they may be, who they may belong to. However, you just have the most rich imagery coming to life within your consciousness as you continue to walk step by step. And you find yourself just looking, the your jaw is like almost at the bottom of the pyramid, the base of the pyramid with awe at how many stars and the Milky Way is just dancing so beautifully. The stars, it's like they're alive and you feel this magnetic pull to the stars as you continue to walk step by step up so close to the very top and as you're walking you feel this magnetic pull and it is vibrating within every cell of your being you feel so alive and you reach the top of this pyramid and you sit at the top cross-legged and you close your eyes and immediately you find yourself journeying through the stars swimming almost flying almost moving through time and space journeying where you are filled with this pure starry consciousness full remembrance of who you are and who you've always been you remember you remember everything and these tears of pure joy slowly move down the cheeks of your face at this remembrance of the beauty of creation And you continue to journey, finding your source of origin in the multiverse. And you continue to journey now, feeling as if you're coming closer and closer back to earth and as you do you see the transformation of star to human and the agreement to forget these starry origins and you begin to cry more tears at this forgetting, knowing that you too will forget how interconnected and how awe-inspiring all of creation truly is. And you find yourself consciously aware of your physical body again seated at the top of this pyramid and you feel a presence 
You feel a presence behind you. This being seated, it is a full presence. However, it is not a physical body. And you stay seated and you tap into this energy, realizing that this is your ka. This is your energy double, seated here behind you, supporting you, so radiant and so strong and balancing the duality of who you are. And you allow your spine to sit up a little taller and you allow yourself to sink a little bit back to be supported by this magnificent force that is you. You in your complete wholeness, you in your complete divinity, you dancing like Aung San Wahe Guru, a trillion, 30 trillion cells dancing with this pure divinity pulsating and you begin to feel you and your ka merging as one through your spines and you begin to feel the swirling going in a clockwise and a counterclockwise direction multifold and you begin to see through your inner eye all forms of sacred geometry and you begin to see the cells of who you are radiating with this ancient primal wisdom and you feel the sacred breath of life you draw the sacred breath of life in and you give thanks you give thanks for this
Mary's Codex. I entreat you today who exist forever. I praise you today. Yao, who is coming upon the clouds of heaven, Sabaoth, who is stronger than them all, who exists before all the aeons, before heaven and earth appeared. Heaven became for you a throne, and the earth a footstool at your feet. Listen to me today through your great blessed name. Let all things submit to me, for I am Mary. I am Mariham. I am the mother of the life of the whole world. I am myself. Let the rock split before me today. Let the iron dissolve before me today. Let the demons withdraw before me today. Let the powers of the light appear to me. Let the angels and the archangels appear to me today. Let the doors that are bolted and closed open for me at once and quickly so that your name may become my helper in life, whether in all the day or in all the night. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we, as the individuals of humanity, awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Stay tuned for episode seven, healthy legacy and lineage in the Aquarian age. The Lion's Gate portal. We will dive into how to consciously receive the codes of infinity during this powerful time. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a few friends right now, here and now, and feel free to drop me a line. Let me know what you're loving about the podcast, and if you have any questions, email me, message me. I'd love to hear them and see how I can weave in the answers in future episodes. May you crystallize your medicine.